BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13, Box 13. Box 13, Box 13, Box 13. Well, this is great. Rain, rain, rain. I'll bet even the ducks wouldn't come out in weather like this. But me, I'm an idiot. I gotta go and take up a profession like being a writer. I couldn't take up something easy. Oh, no, not me. I got to be a writer so I can be out on nice, cold, wet nights. Beating my brains out. Looking for an idea. Idea. Deadline. Oh, sure. Mustn't forget that ever-loving deadline. <laughs> what a way to make a living. I could have stayed a reporter at the start times and had nice assignments. Like listening to political speeches or covering the opening of a new manhole. Oh, no, but not me. I have to write fiction. Do it the hard way. Well, I might as well take the usual hand, open the usual door to the usual place, and hear the usual comments. Hiya, Mr. Holiday. Hiya. Coffee, coffee boy. Hiya, Dan. What do you say, Ed? Fifth editor, want you? How goes it, Holiday? Oh, pretty good. Where's the makeup on page four? Hiya, Mr. Holiday. How are you? Hiya, Mr. Holiday. Hello, Susie. Anything in box 13? Box 13. Starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday. Now for Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. 
What a character I am. Standing here in front of the wanted counter in a newspaper office while the rain runs down off my coat collar into my shoes. Mr. Holiday. I gotta ruin my last pair of... Huh? What's that, Susie? I said there's a message in box 13 for you. Here. Oh. Thanks, Susie. Don't mention it. Say, aren't you going to open it? Sorry. Not here, Susie. You know, you got all this down here at the Star Times. Awful curious, Mr. Holiday, running that ad. Have I? You've been running it for months. Why don't you change it? Well, I haven't read it for so long, I've forgotten the words. How's it go? Don't you remember? Adventure wanted. We'll go anyplace, do anything. How about that? I still like it. You'd do a lot better with adventure if you ran your picture with the ad. Oh, no, thanks. Just keep on running it the way it is. But, gee, aren't you ever going to tell us what you do for a living while you keep running that ad? Susie, same old question, same old answer. No. Well, if I'm not doing anything else, at least I've got the people at the Star Times curious. They'd think my brain cells were ten feet off first base if they knew why I really run that ad. Maybe they are. Hmm. You can help a person out of great trouble and gain an adventure for yourself if you call Chester 8945 and ask for Carla Williams. Chester 8945. Carla Williams. Hmm. Sounds like an interesting name. Well, I hope she's home. Hello? Oh, uh, this is the man from Box 13. Oh? Tell me, are you serious or was that ad just a joke? No joke, Miss Williams. Are you willing to try anything? Well, uh, that depends what's on your mind. I can't discuss it over the phone. Will you meet me? Of course. There's a little French restaurant down on Ledge Street. Meet me there in the cocktail lounge. Uh, what time? Make it 10 o'clock tonight. Tell the bartender you want to speak to Carla Williams. French restaurant on Ledge, 10 o'clock. Oh, uh, a block number? The 600 block. You won't fail me. You'll be there. Lady, if it were a winter, I'd come with bells on. This sounds like the beginning of a very interesting story. Beautiful woman in distress calls on struggling writer for help. Only she doesn't know I'm a writer, and I don't know she's beautiful. What's yours, mister? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a Carla Williams. Oh, yeah. She's sitting over there in that front booth. Thanks. Carla Williams? Yes. Oh, ho. Carla Williams could be material for a love story or an adventure story. Or uh, maybe both. And uh, do you have a name? Oh, uh, uh, yes. Dan Holliday. Uh, I sit down. Oh, thanks. I'm uh, agreeably surprised. 
I didn't think a person would get such a satisfactory reply from a warhead. And I didn't think I'd get such a nice reply. You're wondering about me, aren't you? You're wondering why you're here. Naturally. Well, I'm being blackmailed. That's a very nasty business. I've been paying blackmail for five years, but tonight's the end. I'm to meet him in 15 minutes and make the final payment and get the letters. Well, that sounds like the end of your troubles. But is it? I can't be sure. That's why I need your help. But what can I do? Well, you can be there as, as a witness. You can make sure this is the end. You can see that I get the letters and get away safely. Oh, uh, lady, you need the police. Why? To make sure everything I've kept hidden for five years comes out in the open? Maybe a friend could do it. My friends would be the last ones on earth I'd want to know. Are you afraid? No. You advertised for adventure? Blackmail isn't my idea of adventure. I'm sorry if my trouble doesn't measure up to your expectations. The best I could do on such short notice. Uh-oh. Well, I guess I had that coming. Maybe this isn't your idea of adventure, but I do need help. I need help badly. Let, let's leave it at that. Now, that might appeal to my early Boy Scout training. Then you will? I always help ladies across blackmail wraps. Uh, what happens if your friend makes trouble? We can't make any trouble. He seems to have done all right for the past five years. There won't be any trouble if you're along. Here, reach under the table. Take this. Oh, uh, now wait a minute. This is a gun. Put it in your pocket. Don't let anyone see it. This is supposed to make everything all right? Well, you won't need it, believe me. I, I thought it would make you feel better. It makes me feel like a policeman. And I still think a policeman is what you want. But you promised. I said maybe. I have to meet him in 15 minutes. Please help me. Where do we go? His apartment. Far from here. We can make it if we leave now. What do you say? Maybe I should never have been a Boy Scout. Now watch Carla Williams closely as we ride over to the apartment where she's to meet this man she's been talking about. She's perfectly groomed with a certain niceness about her, except for those twin furrows of worry between her eyes and a cold look of anxiety. I don't think I would like to have her angry at me, though. That's funny. You should have been here 20 minutes ago. Huh. Uh, why don't you try the door? It was unlocked. Might as well wait inside. Unless you have any objections. Not at all. There's a light switch on your right. The living room is straight ahead. Say, you sound like you're familiar with the place. Why not? I've been here many times before. There's a light on in there. Suppose he might have fallen asleep? Waiting for his money? Hardly. Well, this is more like it. And this spot is nicely furnished. With my money. But at least we can sit down and make us... Make us... Oh, no. Miss Williams, what's the matter? What happened? By the floor. By the desk, look. You stay here. Better call the police. He's dead. Dead? Yeah, he's been shot. 
Once. Through the heart. I'm glad. I'm glad. He's the one? The man who was blackmailing? Yes. Would you... Could you go through his pockets? He must have some of those letters with him. Look in his coat pocket. Uh, just a minute, Miss Williams. You don't understand. This man has been murdered. We've got to call the police. Murdered? What makes you so sure? There's no gun around any place. Just the same before the police come. His pockets... Please, I've got to have those letters. Okay. But it isn't right. Are these what you wanted? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. They're all here. Now, where's the telephone? We've got to get the police up here and fast. There is no phone. No? How do you know without looking unless... I told you I've been here before. Oh, yes, I forgot. Well, go downstairs. There's a payphone in the lobby. Tell the police to come up here right away. And come back and we'll wait for them. You're not planning to leave while I'm downstairs, are you? No. Here, here's a nickel. Just dial O and tell the operator you want the police. Hurry. But you... You'll be here. Call, I said. I wanted adventure, so I put an ad in a newspaper. And I certainly found what I wanted. Only this isn't good. A man is lying dead on the floor of this apartment. And Carla Williams and I will have to get down to the police headquarters and answer a million questions. All of them embarrassing. I hope she's made the calls. Say, that's funny. Why would there be a telephone directory in a place where there's no phone? Or maybe there is one. Of course, right here in the hallway. I wonder why she said there was no phone here. Maybe it's been disconnected. Hmm. stories like this. And whenever I've reached this point, the hero always finds that he's been framed. <laughs> framed. The gun. Now I gotta look at that gun. Gotta find out if it's been fired. One shot has been fired. And the police surgeon will probably find a bullet from this gun in that dead man's body. The police... Seems like little Carla took care of that. Me, I'm going to take care of something else. I'm leaving. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Once again... Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, right now I'm wishing I were half as smart as the heroes of some of my stories. I've got a murder, strange woman, a strange apartment, and a strange feeling that this might not work out to a happy ending. What I need is a cab, a quick trip home, a short drink, and a long, long think. Sure is a rotten night to be out. Yeah, it sure is. Never seen such rain. Not so good. Cops are sure busy tonight. Sounds like it. I wonder who they're after. I uh, wouldn't have any idea. Could be a murderer, you know. Yeah, just could be. Just a night for a murder. 
perfect. How come you got so wet? It's uh, raining. <laughs> I know, but how come? My umbrella needs recovering. You want the Normandy arms? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's your building up ahead, but it looks like you got lots of company. What do you mean? Them's prowl cars, mister. All over the place. Oh, this is very nice. Carla Williams called the police and must have mentioned my name in passing. I'm the type of interesting young fellow that any cop would like to meet. Especially with a murder weapon in my pocket. Tonight, Mr. Holliday, I think you will sleep elsewhere. Want me to pull right in where all them cops are? No, they look busy, so maybe we'd better not bother them. Just keep on driving. But this is where you live, ain't it? I don't feel like going home tonight. I could shove them cops aside, you know. This is legitimate hack. Uh, that would be fun, but don't bother. You're the boss, mister. Where to? Uh, there's a place down on Franklin Avenue. 1612, I think. I know that place. That's the cheapest hotel in town. Yes, I believe it is. Hey, how do you know about a place like that? I got information there for a story. What a joint like that. What are you going there tonight for? To sleep. You writing another story? I'm living one. Living one? Yes, I left my typewriter at home. Well, Mr. Holliday, to what do we owe this great pleasure? Maybe you're just lucky. More research on the seamier side of life? No, not tonight. I'm looking for a room. A room? Might I remind you, Mr. Holliday, this ain't the Roney Plaza. Have you got a room? Any particular exposure you might like? The less, the better. I'm sure we can fix you up. That is, if you're willing to pay in advance. Buck, buck and a half, how much? Twenty-five dollars, Mr. Holliday. Twenty-five dollars? And if you committed the murder, it'll be fifty dollars, Mr. Holliday. Come on, talk straight. I don't want any trouble with the police. What makes you think I'll cause you trouble with the police? Little box called the radio. Police calls. They're a lot of fun to listen to, Mr. Holliday. Yeah, I bet they are. We'll be comfortable here and safe. I'm beginning to wonder if I could afford it. With your money? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I wasn't trying to. Where's your phone? The one on the wall costs a nickel. Thanks. You're staying tonight, Mr. Holliday? Still in town. What about the police? They with you? What do you think? Thanks for putting in a good word for me. I had to. They made me. Look, I, I want to talk to you. I know that feeling. I want to talk to you, too. I can explain everything. Like a gun with one bullet fired? Yes. A missing telephone that wasn't? That, too. Oh. Then you're just the little girl I want to have words with. Can you come over here right away? Are the police there? Oh, that's right. Name the place I'll meet you. 
The corner of 6th and Victor, 10 minutes. Right. Follow me, Mr. Holiday. Oh, where to? Your room. This ain't the Roney Plaza, but the service is just the same. I've changed my mind. You're not staying? Your rates are too high. I'll drop in again after I've made a fortune. Now I know how the fox feels when the hounds are closing in. <laughs> Someday I'll have to write a story about a fox. Put that guy Burgess and his Peter Rabbit out of business. Hey, Cab! Oh, it's you again. Yeah, I get around, don't I? I thought you were set for the night. No running ice water. Six and Victor. Where did you say you wanted to go? Sixth and Victor. But there ain't no place to sleep there. Oh, I'm not sleepy. I just want to examine a fire hydrant. Okay, mister. I'm glad it's your money and not mine. If we keep on, it will be your money. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Say, uh, is that tonight's extra lying up there? Sure. Want to take a look at it? Oh, yeah, thanks. That picture they got of you on the front page is lousy. What picture? You look like you was facing the camera through a screen door. Yeah, let me see that. Well, 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 this is just wonderful. Prominent writer named by police. Carla Williams accuses Dan Holliday of the murder of Harry Granger. Grief-stricken girl witnessed the murder of her fiancé. Well, nice going, Carla. It's your word against mine, plus the evidence against me. Now I know why they wrote that song I... Get along without you very well. Well, there's six and Victor. Cruise on by. You ain't gonna stop? I haven't made up my mind. Looks like a couple of cops waiting around for somebody. That's the way it looks to me. That might be the law. Yes, they might be. What do you want to do now? Get away from here and find a city directory. A chap by the name of Harry Granger should have a home. And he should have stayed in it. I'm either just ahead of the police or right behind them. And if this game keeps up much longer, I'll be right with them. Yeah? Oh, uh, Harry Granger live here? He did. You the police? Well, no, not exactly. A reporter? I used to be. Come here, you. I wonder if you're one of them blackmailers. Just a minute, friend. My coat rips easy. No, I guess not. If you were, you wouldn't be here. Mind if I step in? Come in, come in. This whole thing's got me all upset. You don't say. Oh, uh, you said something about a blackmailer. That's what I'm here for. I came to help Harry get rid of those rats. You mean he was being blackmailed? For five years. I lent him most of the money to pay off with. I told him he was a sucker, but it looks like I got here too late. You heard what happened? Saw it in the papers on my way from the station. Have you told the police? Not yet, but I'm going to. Who did you say you were? I didn't say. You know something about this? I think I do now. I began to see the light when the city directory listed this place as Granger's apartment. Can I help? You might get into trouble. Well, how? Breaking into a woman's apartment. <laughs> After this, I'll use a fire escape and more of my stories of the most interesting things about a building. Nothing 
homicide will be out in the hall seeing that no one comes in here. You'll have to work fast, Holloway. You'll have to find something that the police weren't looking for. There must be something. Bills, letters, cards, that's no good. Look, look for the obvious. That's, that's what I always have my hero doing. Let's see what's the obvious. Or oh, the living room. Now, let's see. That's where the body was. Nothing obvious there. On the desk. No, no. The table. No. The fireplace. Hello, hello, hello. A small frame snapshot. And I think it might be just what I'm looking for. My old friend, the bartender, and Carla Williams. And with your arms around each other. You know, you two make a nice couple, a wonderful couple. I wonder if they'll let you have your arms around each other in the electric chair. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. finally made it. I'm down at police headquarters in the office of a tall, gangly character named Lieutenant Kling. Of course, a few things have happened. Carl and the bartender were brought in, too. It's so much cooler than I am. Oh, those cell bars give you such fine ventilation. Holiday! Um, what's that, Lieutenant? I said you were a very lucky citizen. After what Carla Williams told us, we thought you were guilty. If she'd have told me that story, I'd have believed it myself. Approving that she and the bartender were married put a crimp in her act as the injured fiancé. Yeah, you showed it up as the same old racket. Smart woman teams up with smart man to blackmail innocent citizen. But just the same, I think you should stick to your writing and let police work alone. A lieutenant, I'll have that printed and framed in blonde walnut. Hang it on the wall? No, around my neck. I'm glad to hear you say that. You may not always have a guy like this Grant who backed up your story. Oh, uh, Granger's friend? That's the one. Say, he's a nice fellow. Wants me to visit him on his ranch. Why don't you do that? Riding the range all day when I could be cooking in town? Uh, pardon me. Homicide, Lieutenant Kling. Oh, yes, yes, he's here. It's for you, Holiday. Oh, thanks. Hello? Mr. Holiday, this is Susie. Yes, Susie. Can you come down to Star Times right away? Oh, what's the matter? There's another letter for you in Box 13. Oh, no, no, no. Should I uh, open it and read it to you? Oh, not now, Susie. I've got enough material to last me for a month. Three weeks of which will be a rest. Tell me where. Maybe I can come down and help you. You really want to help me? Sure I do, Mr. Holliday. Then put that letter back in box 13. But, Mr. Holliday... Good night, Susie. Next week... Same time, Ellen Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hediger. Original music composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production.
Box 13. With the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Well, this is great. You come to the park to get a hot idea, but the day turns out hot, and my idea turns out cold. Idea. Well, I thought I'd find something different in a public park, and I did. A small boy mashing his ice cream cone against my brand new trousers. And all to meet a deadline. Deadline. Story idea. Why didn't I do what I should have done in the first place? Copy. Copy, boy. Hi, Mr. Holliday. Hi. Hey, Smith, where's the lead on that fire? Hiya, Mr. Holliday. What do you say, Bill? Oh, where's that interview? Hiya, Dan. How are you, Joe? Where's the makeup on page four? Hi, Holliday. What's a good word, boy? Hiya, Mr. Holliday. Hiya, Susie. Anything in box 13? Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now for Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Go to the park and get a story idea about romance. Sure, why not? What do I come back with? Gravel in my socks, sand in my shoes, and a June bug in my hat band. Holiday, why didn't you pick a different profession like driving a coal truck? Mr. Holiday. Uh, what's that, Susie? I said there's a message in box 13 for you. Oh, thank you, Susie. Thanks so much. Don't mention it. Say, you got a faraway look in your eyes today. Yes, but only as far as the dry cleaners. Dry cleaners? Have you ever had a small boy wipe his ice cream cone off on your trousers? Oh, girls don't call them trousers. In our step, it's flat. So it is, Susie, so it is. Well, see you later. Okay, if you say so. But I still don't like that look in your eyes. You look like you might get into trouble. You know what I think after spending the day in the park? What? Trouble will be a welcome relief. Why did I ever have to decide to be a fiction writer? I could have stayed a newspaper reporter. I could have kept on writing those snappy obituary notices and worn a hat that turned up in front and shoes that did the same thing. Well, better see what's in this envelope. Hmm. If you want real adventure, be at the corner of 7th and Main at 10 p.m. tonight. A black limousine will pick you up at that time. Do not try to engage the chauffeur in conversation. Huh. What's this? No signature. Oh, ho. No signature. Black limousines. Chauffeurs who won't talk. Meetings on street corners at 10 o'clock at night. Well, this should be interesting. 
there it is, a black limousine. Look at that chauffeur. This way, Mr. Holiday. Oh, uh, mm, thanks. What a character this driver is. He looks like he spent his nights on a nice cold slab down at the morgue. Wonder if I can get him to talk. Uh, driver. I said driver. Oh, uh, chauffeur. Oh, you. Oh, uh, oh, pardon me. Through there, Mr. Holiday. So you do talk. I was beginning to wonder about that. This way, Mr. Holiday. Uh, 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 who's that? It's only me, Mr. Holiday. That black suit, it makes you almost invisible, you know. Yes, I know. Uh, follow me. You're curious about the way you were brought here. Did it frighten you? Maybe. Maybe not. This room, please. <laughs> My office. Well, this is very cozy. Well, I'm glad you find it so. To eliminate a lot of questions, I'd like to say this. I know all about you. Uh, all? You're a successful writer. Apparently, you fear nothing, and I would presume that some of your adventures spring from that ad you run every week in the Star Times. Did you find it interesting? <laughs> Adventure wanted. Will go any place. Do anything. Do you catch many people with that ad? I caught you. Or is that vice versa? I had you investigated, Holiday. I know where you live, what you do. The newspapers have told me of your experiences. Hmm. What are you leading up to? You'll notice I had you brought here by a devious route. I wanted to be sure no one knew you were here. Go on. How much do you know about insurance, Holiday? A great many people buy it. A great many don't. And of those who do buy, a great many intend to defraud, to steal from their insurance company. Now look, this is a racket. I'm not interested. My name is Abner Blake. I'm the chief investigator for Northern Insurance. Oh. Do you remember the disappearance of Dr. Max Alexander? I read something about it. Why? He carried a very large policy with us. He's been gone almost seven years. When his seven years are up, the law will permit his widow to collect. And Holiday. Yes? I don't think Alexander is dead. <laughs> This man has the coldest, frostiest eyes of any professional man-trailer I've ever seen. And he's loaded with energy. Energy which I'll bet has helped him track down the people who tried to cheat his insurance company. Boy, I'm glad I'm on his side. If you'll think back, Dr. Alexander performed a very delicate brain surgery on a prominent man. The operation was not successful. I remember that he was criticized in some circles for taking a chance. Immediately after the patient died, Alexander walked out of the operating room, the hospital, and so far as we've been able to prove, right out of this world. But I still feel that he's alive, somewhere. And you believe it's an insurance fraud? I'm sure it is. And I have a reputation, Holiday. No one has ever attempted to defraud Northern Insurance and has been successful. You, uh, suspect Mrs. Alexander? Hardly. She's barely left her house in all these years. She receives no mail except from her daughter. Her daughter? Uh, she lives in New Mexico. What about your regular men? They've looked everywhere. They've come up with absolutely nothing. Police? Same thing. And you're afraid you'll have to pay off? No. Not if I have a smart man. A resourceful one. A man who can be as relentless as I am. 
And I think that man is you. If Shakespeare were alive, he would cast Abner Blake in the role of Macbeth and throw him an extra part as one of the witches. <laughs> but that's no affair of yours, Mr. Holliday. You've got to find a man who's been gone for almost seven years. And if you were the hero of this story, you'd go to the files of a newspaper and look into the past. Well, if it isn't Dan Holliday, what are you doing down the morgue of the Star Times? What would anybody be doing down in the morgue, Mac? Well, some of them just lay there. <laughs> uh, you know me, Dad. I, I just got to have my little joke once in a while. Now, uh, what was it you're looking for? Oh, uh, the clips on a citizen named Dr. Max Alexander. What have you got on him? The works, Dan. The whole works. Prominent man dies following delicate operation. Doctor criticized for taking chance. Dr. Alexander walks out of operating room and disappears. Grief-stricken wife employs private investigators when police fail to find Dr. Alexander. Dr. Alexander given up for dead. Not a bad-looking citizen, the doctor. He's been shot from more angles than this Philadelphia Atlantic City. Kindly eyes, intelligent face, strong chin... Yes, Doctor, when I see you, I'll know you. And I hope to see you soon. Yes? Oh, I'm Dan Holliday, Miss Alexander. I'd, I'd like to talk to you about your husband. My husband is dead. Well, some people think he isn't. They've found something. They think he's alive. Come in. Now then, Mr. Holliday, who are you? And why are you looking for the doctor? Uh, a commission from the insurance company. I hoped you might give me some information. It was on all the front pages. That's exactly as it happened? Yes. He was never seen again. Oh, Mr. Holliday. If only you could find some trace of him. I'm going to try. You don't know how terrible it is. Almost seven years. But still, I've had the feeling that he'll come back someday. You look for me, too. Well, of course. I miss him so. What about your daughter? After her father's disappearance, she couldn't stand it here in town. She went to our ranch in New Mexico. Oh? Her father's disappearance broke her heart. I... I pray you find him. Mrs. Alexander, so do I. <laughs> Alexander is a grief-stricken old lady. One who sincerely wants her husband back. So, where to look first? This is the build-up to the main story, Holiday, and if you're smart, you'll... you'll bring in all the characters. Where to, mister? I want a drawing room. To Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, Holiday, you've got a railroad ticket and an hour to make the train. Better get back to your apartment, a quick shower, pack your bag, and get on your way. We've been waiting for you, Mr. Holliday. Well, gentlemen, is this a pleasant intrusion? And I hope you are gentlemen. We were positive you wouldn't mind. Oh, of course not. People break in here regularly. Good. Sit down. If you don't mind, I like the air up here. As you wish. 
I understand you like to travel, Mr. Holliday. Travel? A wonderful pastime, travel. Ever think of uh, South America? Often. You see, I'm a Carmen Miranda fan. How would you like to go to South America? For me. All expenses paid. For as long as you want to stay. What would I have to do? Just forget a few things. Like New Mexico? Particularly New Mexico. Give me about two weeks and I'm your man. You don't seem to understand. You're leaving. Tonight. Well, that's what I mean. But I'm going west. No. South. You and I would make a nice compass together. Now, suppose you point north and walk right out of this apartment. Oh, and don't forget your gorilla. You mean Spencer? If that's his name, I mean Spencer. You'll hurt his feelings talking that way. Well, that makes us even. Just looking at him hurts mine. Is it uh, South America? In a way. At least I'm showing you the open-door policy. Now, get out. You and your gorilla. Spencer... I wouldn't recommend that. So? I said get out. Have you ever stopped to consider something, Mr. Holliday? What? You may never get to New Mexico. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. And now, back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, well, now you've got all the ingredients for a story. Insurance investigator doesn't believe doctor is dead. Wife doesn't believe doctor is dead. Two men try to stop Ryder from making further investigation. All right, Holiday. Write the rest of the plot. Well, maybe you'd better hit the sack. This is very pleasant. I've got a comfortable drawing room, and I'll bet it's got a thousand springs to ease my worries. Oh, the man with the urge to send me to South America. Well, I've got something for him. Go. Now, fellow, what's the big idea of breaking in here? I'm sorry. I must have come into the wrong drawing room. You came into the wrong apartment a couple of hours ago. Now, what do you want? I just want to go to sleep. In my traveling bag? I was looking for my razor. I wanted to shave. You just had a close one. Come on. Where? To find out if you got space in this train. If you haven't, we'll make some for you. Under guard in the baggage car. This is fine. I couldn't prove a thing. My friend had space, and to the conductor, it seemed like a perfectly logical thing to mistake car 19 for car 18. I wonder who this man is and who's in back of him. Next stop, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Well, that's the end of the line for me. And I hope I don't mean that too literally. Long distance? I uh, I want to speak to Catherine Alexander at the Bar Cross Bar Ranch just outside of Belmont. Yes. 
Hello. Uh, Miss Alexander? Yes? This is Dan Holliday. Wonder if I might come out to the ranch and see you. Oh, you're the man who's looking for father. Mother wired me about you. Was it complimentary? Mother said she believed if anyone could find Dad, you could. Come right out. I want to talk to you. And I want to talk to you. Cab, mister? Yeah, ever hear of Valmont? Sure did. Know where it is? Sure do. Mm, uh, very far? Sure is. Uh, can you take me there? Sure can. You got enough money to pay for the trip? Sure have. Let's go, then. Sure thing. This is New Mexico holiday. Breathe deeply and treat your lungs to a shot of straight ozone. <sighs> Twenty miles to Valmont, and all you've seen on the whole trip is four buzzards, three in the air, and the one driving. And if he's a cab driver, I'm a flying disc. Car behind. Yeah, so I hear. Wants me to pull over. Don't do it. Know them fellas? One of them is Spencer. Friend of yours? That depends on what you mean by friend. I gotta pull up. Those guys are gonna run me in the ditch. Can you fight? Nope. Then can you recommend a good dentist? What fur? Something tells me that when this is over, I'm gonna need a new set of teeth. You feel better, young man? Yeah, thanks. Uh, what happened after those two fellas jumped me? Who are you? My name is Moran. I'm the caretaker up at the Bar Cross Bar Ranch. I was coming down this way when you were forced off the road. Uh, what happened to the driver? Last I saw of him, he was just a cloud of dust. <laughs> I remember now. I got out of the car. He drove away. Those two fellows started to beat you up good. When they saw me coming, they ran off too. Mm. You had a mighty close call, young man. I had three of them. After this, my luck runs out. Somebody after you? And vice versa. Say, uh, how far is the ranch? Half a mile up the road. <laughs> Better take it easy. Come on, I've got to get to the ranch. Feel you can make it? My friend, I've got to make it. This is not good. Spencer and his girl have followed me all the way out here trying to stop me at every turn. Maybe I'm getting warm. But if that's true, why hasn't someone else found Dr. Alexander? Here's the ranch house, Mr. Harvey. You say Miss Catherine was expecting you? Yes, but hardly in this condition. You're Dan Holliday? Well, what happened? You're all beaten up. So this is Catherine Alexander. What a beautiful girl. And what beautiful eyes. You'd better lie down, Mr. Holliday. You're badly hurt. Oh, no, thanks, Miss Alexander. I, I don't feel that bad. I... Just look that way. Anything more I could do, Miss Kathy? Oh, no. No, thank you so much. If you hadn't come along, Mr. Holliday might have been badly injured. Perhaps fatally. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Now then, how about a hot shower? 
You can get a rub down and change of clothes. Miss Alexander, you read a man's mind. Sometimes that's a pleasure. Depending on the man. You're depending on me? What do you think? Hot shower, brisk rub down, little iodine on a few... Ouch, ouch, that stings. And Catherine was kind enough to loan me some riding clothes. That should indicate a sojourn in the saddle out on the desert. With the stars blinking their approval of my companion. Blinking approval? Holiday, you're an incurable romantic. Isn't this beautiful? That gorgeous sky and the stars. You love it, don't you? I always have. Always will. Have you been here long? The bar cross bar belonged to my dad. We used to come out during the summer. Now I live here all the time. Alone? Oh, there's always Moran. Moran? He's a strange old fellow. <laughs> People around here say he's a little attached. But he's been wonderful to me. Oh, uh, say... Those men who jumped me down the road. Moran, ever seen him before? How could he? They were strangers. Oh. Your, uh, your mother told me you've been searching for your father a long time. Yes. Mother and I have spent a fortune on private detectives, investigators, following up leads, but nothing ever happened. Yes, I know. Oh, tell me, Miss Alexander. Kathy, please. Uh, Kathy... Have you any idea where I might begin to look? I thought you might give me a starting point. Mm, not unless it would be back in the city. He just walked out one day. No one ever saw him again. Well, I'd better go back there and start from scratch. You don't have to leave right away. I'd enjoy staying a while. Maybe I have been lonesome. Perhaps I've forgotten what companionship can be. Perhaps. You'll stay... A while? A while. Good. Say, the time. We'll be much too late for dinner. Come on, I'll race you. You're on. Hurry or I'll beat you. I'm at the corral gate already. Kathy, look out! Kathy! Kathy. Mr. Holliday, what happened? You're racing. The horse stumbled over that lower bar and threw her. Look at that gash in her head. She's unconscious. I, I hope she isn't seriously hurt. Oh, stand there, man. Get in the house. Call a doctor. Yes, a doctor. A doctor. Hurry, will you? Of course. Get into the medicine cabinet in the house. I need some bandages. She may be suffering from multiple contusions. Multiple contusions? Or even a compound skull fracture. Hurry, will you? Compound skull fracture? I don't know if you can find it. Hurry, I said. There isn't much time. Okay, Dr. Alexander. <laughs> You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, now I'm back in the city again, walking up the street. Towards that same grim gray house where I first met Abner Blake. Up the steps, Holiday, and write the final chapter. 
That was a nice job, Holiday. I was nice about it. What do you mean? You didn't see the look in Dr. Alexander's eyes when he recovered his mind. And that lovely, lovely girl being mixed up in a deal like this. If you feel sorry for her, you're making a big mistake. Yes, I know. She was following him the day he walked out into the country. She'd almost caught up with him when a hit-and-run driver knocked him down. That's when she got the idea for the disappearance act. Why not? The doctor's face had been so damaged no one would ever recognize him. And he'd lost his memory to top it off. We've got the daughter and the mother in custody. Just think, if she hadn't have fallen off that horse, I might never have been able to prove that Dr. Alexander was alive. I know. Hiding him on his own ranch was the daughter's idea, too. Why not? No one would pay attention to an old man puttering around the place. Uh, I've got a story, and I don't like it. Mother and daughter hide amnesia victim to collect insurance. Well, excuse me. Blake speaking. Uh, yes, he's here. For you, Holiday. Oh, thanks. Hello. Mr. Holiday, this is Susie. Oh, yes, Susie. There's a message for you in box 13. Shall I read it to you? Now, Susie, you know you're not supposed to open my mail. But this is already open. It's a postcard. Oh, is it interesting? I think it is. All right, come on, come on, tell me what it says. It says, rental for box 13, $15. Oh, fine. Goodbye, Susie. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hediger. Original music was composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd, as Dan Holliday. Box 13, Box 13, Box 13, Box 
What do you say? Where's that society page, please? Hiya, Holiday. Hiya. Jerk the first paragraph in that Simmons story. Hiya, Dan. How are you? Hiya, Susie. Hiya, Mr. Holiday. What's in box 13? You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday. For Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, here I am again, standing at the wanted counter of the Star Times, looking for what? An idea for a story. I could have stayed here as a reporter. I could have been searching for facts, instead, I'm fumbling for fiction. Instead of a blonde, I'm meeting a deadline. Instead of Chanel number five, I'm heading for a sniff of printer's ink. Holiday, you're a dope. Mr. Holiday. I. What's that, Susie? I said there's a letter in box 13 for you. It's special. Special? Special delivery. It was mailed only a couple of hours ago. Something like that could be important. Hmm, could be. Could be adventure. Could be. Could be a. a girl. Could be. <laughs> By the way, Susie, how come you're working so late this evening? Oh, my boss asked me to. He's paying me overtime. Time and three quarters. Time and three quarters? Mm-hmm. I held out for double time when he offered me time and a half. Well, what happened? Oh, we effected a compromise. <laughs> Goodbye, Susie. Special delivery, huh? Well, this could be very important. Also, it couldn't. Well, come on, open it up, Holiday. You haven't got all night. I'm in terrible trouble. Please come to room 718 at the Bradford Hotel. Hurry. Signed, Agatha Marsh. Hmm, that sounds urgent. Who are you, young man? What do you want? I'm the man from Box 13. I'm looking for Agatha Marsh. I'm Agatha Marsh. Come in, come in. You're Agatha Marsh? But don't stand there with your mouth open. Never can tell who might be snooping around the hall. Find a chair and sit down. Now, what's your name? Uh, Dan Holliday. Well, Mr. Holliday, I don't believe in drinking or I'd offer you one, but I have got some sauerkraut juice in my thermos bottle. Oh, uh, no, thanks. Just the same. I like you, Mr. Holliday. I liked your ad in the paper. Adventure wanted. We'll go any place, do anything. It was just what I needed. Well, thanks again. Now then, what's your charge? Charge? For helping me, your fee. Oh, that. No charge, Miss Marsh. Are you trying to be chivalrous? No, you see, I'm a writer. I'm looking for ideas. If I get a good idea, I consider I've been well paid. Well, that seems a little silly. Might I ask just what your trouble is? Oh, you don't think a girl my age could get into trouble, do you? Well, you look like a very charming old... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, lady, oh, lady, let's not beat around the bush. Now, no doubt you want to know a few things about me. Well, that would be very interesting. Yes, well, I live in Muncie, Indiana, alone. I've got a big house and an independent income. Every year I go someplace for a vacation, and this year I came here. Uh, is that all? Isn't that enough? But the letter you wrote me, you said you were in terrible trouble. Well, I am. 
If anyone ever finds out about this, I don't know what'll happen. Finds out about what? Come over here to the closet. I want to show you something. Look. On the floor. Well, that's a dead man lying there. Well, this would make a good opening chapter for a story. Young man goes to help charming old lady who is in terrible trouble. Terrible trouble turns out to be a corpse. Corpse? Hey, wake up, Holiday. This is the real thing. Now. Now do you believe me, young man? When did you find him? Just before I wrote you that letter. Before you wrote the letter? Well, that's hours ago. I know, but what could I do? What could you do? Miss Marsh, you could call the police. And get my name in the papers. Have all the folks back in Muncie know there was a dead man in my room? Oh, no. Miss Marsh, listen to me, please. There's a dead man in that closet. There's a law about dead men. We have to notify the police immediately. You can go to jail for hiding a body. Oh, fiddlesticks. But, Miss Marsh, look at this man. He's been shot at close range. There are powder burns on his coat. I know. I examined him before I wrote you. You see, I read all the current detective stories. Detective stories? This isn't a story. This is the real thing. I know. Why don't you try to prove that I did it? With what? A cap pistol? Now, you're a nice person, Miss Marsh, but this is going to be tough. But don't get so excited. A girl my age could kill a man if she wanted to. Um, rub him out, as they say in the murder mysteries. Please, Miss Marsh, be sensible. You've got a murdered man in your closet. Now pick up that phone and call the police right away. Mr. Holliday, in all seriousness, I can't do it. Think of what my lifelong friends would say. Yes, yes, I know it doesn't look I good. I can see the headlines now. Prominent Muncie pioneer woman found with dead body in hotel. Oh, please, Mr. Holliday, help me. Well, I don't know. This is a little out of my department. Just this once, Mr. Holliday. I've never asked for help before. I, I'm an old woman. Well, all right. What do you want me to do? I want you to help me get rid of the body. Get rid of the body. Now, look, Miss Marsh, you're not serious. You didn't mean that. Oh, you don't know me. I fully intend to get rid of that body. Okay, go right ahead. It's your course. And you're going to help me. No, no, I'm sorry. Try a bellhop. And have him snitched to the desk clerk. Besides, you advertise for adventure. But this isn't adventure. It's a nightmare. Come on, Miss Marsh. Let me notify the police. Now, there's a broom closet down the hall. That's very interesting. I I just remember, I'm, I'm meeting someone in the lobby. I'd take the body there myself, but I'm not strong enough. Goodbye, Miss Marsh. I'll scream. Go right ahead. The hotel detective will show up. Just a man I'd love to see. And I'll tell him you killed that man. Oh. Now, will you help me? Suppose we get caught. Then you'll help me. Now, wait a minute. You said we... Now, I'll open the door and watch the hall. Uh, case the joint, as they say in the mysteries. And then you whisk the body into the closet. You're strong. You can do it. Oh, sure. I'm strong, all right. But not in the head. Oh, this can't be happening to you, Holiday. You can't be dragging a body down the hall of the Bradford Hotel. You know better. And as soon as you can get away from this charming but cracked old gal, you're going to talk to the police. Harry, Harry, I'll open the closet door. Put him in right there. Stick him in good. I must be crazy. Oh, good, good. Now back into my room before anybody sees us. 
Wasn't that easy? Easy, she says. Well, I must say you carry out your part very well. What's next in this little scheme of yours, Miss Marsh? Why don't you know? We have to find out who killed that Michael O'Brien. You know who he is? Well, I do now. I went through his pockets. Frisked him, as they say in the stories. Well, that cuts it. You stay here. I'm going downstairs. Who's that? Just keep cool. I'll handle everything. Oh, I can't believe this. It just can't happen. My name is Kling, Lieutenant Homicide Bureau. Oh, come in. Come in, won't you? I intend to. Holiday, what are you doing here? Hello, Lieutenant. Oh, do you two know each other? Never mind the social chatter. I thought this was some kind of a gag. Now I'm sure of it. Holiday, just what are you trying to dream up? If I told you, Kling, you'd never believe me. Sit down, Lieutenant. Uh, can I get you some sauerkraut juice? Well, I don't mind if... Uh, some what? Sauerkraut juice. Uh, no, thanks. Now, listen, somebody, some crackpot, phoned in a tip that there was a dead man in this room. Why, Lieutenant, how can you say such things? Lieutenant, now listen. You'll be quiet. Miss Marsh, mind if I have a look around? Not at all, not at all. Here's the closet. Now then, you can see for yourself, Lieutenant, there's nobody there. Uh, I got your name from the desk clerk, Miss Marsh. Maybe you better tell me about yourself. I can tell you all about it. I was it. talking to Miss Marsh. Are you Miss Marsh? Right now, I think I'm dead. You will be if you keep interrupting. Go ahead, Miss Marsh. Tell me about yourself. Certainly. I live in Muncie, Indiana. I arrived this morning for a two-week vacation. I'm well known back there, and you can find out everything about me if you care to wire. Uh-huh. Uh, how did you happen to meet Mr. Holliday here? Look, Lieutenant, if you'll permit me to tell you... I'm I asking just... a lady. I went to school with his mother. That's what I did. Huh? see. Well, I guess it was the work of some would-be comic. But I had to investigate it just the same. Well, of course you do. Oh, but Kling, listen. Goodbye, Miss Marsh. So long, Holiday. But Kling, wait, I want to go with you. Why don't you two have a fast game of hearts? Mr. Holiday, wasn't that thrilling? Just like in the magazines. Miss Marsh, you're going to stay in this room until I get Kling back here. Oh, no, no, no. I want to solve this case myself. I wonder how Kling found out that... Miss Marsh. Yes. I'm not the suspicious type, you understand, but a little bird, a, a tiny little bird, has intimated that perhaps you might know who tipped off the lieutenant. Of course I know. It was I. What in the world are you doing? I made the call from the corner drugstore a little while ago. I wanted to throw the lieutenant off the trail, like they say. You know what I say? No, what? You're going down to police headquarters and tell the truth. Oh, just a second. Excuse me, please. Yes? Yes, this is Miss Marsh. Oh, you did? I thought so. It should have had 817 instead of this room. Oh, no, don't bother. I like it here. I knew it. I knew it all the time. What did you know? That was the room clerk. He got my reservation mixed up. I was supposed to get 817, and I got 718 instead. You mean the person who killed Michael O'Brien wanted to get back in here to remove the body? No, 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 it doesn't sound reasonable. No, it doesn't. Uh, well, guess who was supposed to get this room? Never mind, we're going to police headquarters. It was Tony Bascari. Tony Bascari? He's the biggest racketeer in town. He's dynamite. Miss Marsh, he's deadly. I know, Mr. Holliday, and I love it. Oh, no, 
You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Two o'clock in the morning and I can't go to sleep. Oh, that little old girl has me worried to death. She wouldn't go to the police headquarters and when I went down and talked, that clingy act as though it were a big joke and sent me on my way. Hello. This is Agatha Marsh. Now what? Where are you? At the hotel. I went up to see Tony Bascari. You What? Miss Marsh, don't you know that's the worst thing you could have done? I had to talk with him. I put the heat on him, as they say in the murder mysteries. And you're still alive? I accused him of killing that O'Brien man. I came right out with it. But of course, he wouldn't admit a thing. What do you expect him to do, break down and confess? Well, I think I've got him on the run. But I'm worried. Oh, if I had Tony Bascari on the run, I'd be worried too. Because when I came back, I discovered someone had searched my room. Will you call the police? You should have done it a long time ago. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I want you to come over right away. At two in the morning? Mr. Holliday, someone's trying my door. Hang up quick. Call the room clerk. But, Mr. Holliday, I'd... Hurry, I said. That dear little meddlesome old fool. In your clothes, Holliday, because here we go again. And don't forget your boy Scott badge. You'll make the beaver patrol tonight. The clerk said she hadn't called the desk. I wonder... No, she would have screamed. Someone would have heard her. It's open. Cleaned out completely. No Miss Marsh, no clothes, no nothing. Not even a piece of notepaper. Hey, what's this? Paper airplane. Like the ones I used to make in school. But why should she be making paper airplanes? Airplanes. The airport, that's where they took her. Keep that motor running, I'll be right back. Not many people around this hour of the night. Oh, there she is. And the man with her has his hand in his pocket, and I don't think it's there because it's cold. What I need now is a little fast talk and a little faster action. Okay, I'll take over from here. Uh, who are you? What are you talking about? The old doll. Bascari wants her back. Bascari told me to put her on a plane. I'm doing it. Yeah? He changed his mind. He wants her back. I don't think so. Besides, I never saw you before. I tell you, if you don't turn her over, Bascari might get sore. When'd he call me? It's only a half hour ago. I was still at the hotel. He could have called. And spilled everything over our phone. You nuts? This don't sound right. Yeah, forget it. Taking the old dog back with me. Wait a minute. Gonna call Tony first. Go ahead, stupid. Get your ears burned off. Who are you calling, stupid? Show me something that'll prove Tony sent you. Got a match? Stop stalling. This is a gun in my pocket. Let's talk to Tony. Yeah, I, I've got some matches here. Thanks. 
Here. Oh! Get him, Mr. Holiday, quick. I'm coming. Oh, not so fast. Oh, I, I'm not as young as I used to be. You should have remembered that before you got mixed up in this. Come on, get in. Would you? Driver, get out of here fast. What did you do to that guy anyway? I, I stuck him with my hat pin. I might have guessed it. Now, Miss Marsh, what happened at the hotel? Well, I hung up when I heard him trying the door, but I was too late. The door was unlocked. So it was Tony Bascari, huh? He wanted you out of town fast. Oh, but they were very nice to me. You can thank your lucky stars for that. Usually, Bascari's enemies wind up in some ditch. I didn't see him again. That man, the one you knocked out at the airport, he was the one who came in my room. Well, you must have the goods on Bascari. You must have killed this man or had him killed. But why didn't he take him out of the hotel right away? But there was a convention there last night. The whole place was literally crawling with people. Oh, that's the reason. Oh, that paper airplane. That was fast thinking, Miss Marsh. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Well, now we can go back to Bascari. We've got the goods on him. We can crack the cakes like they say in the murder mysteries. Miss Marsh, I've got news for you. We're not going to see Bascari. We're not? Well, where are we going? You'll hate me, I know, but it's the police station. Well, Holiday, what happens now? You've taken Miss Marsh to Kling's office. She looks at him. He nods her into his private office, and suddenly she comes out smiling. You try to leave, only Kling stops you. You stay here, Holiday. Kling, you can't let her walk the streets alone. Bascari will get her. Forget it. I got a man tailing her. Okay, okay, but what happened in that office? What did she tell you? Plenty, my friend. She preferred charges against you. She preferred charges against me? Now, what are you talking about? Kidnapping. I kidnapped her. You took her off the plane by force, didn't you? Listen, Kling, that little old lady is a whodunit happy. She'll get herself killed. There really was a body in the hotel, you know. Look, Holiday, do you know what you're saying? Sure I know what I'm saying. There really was a body in that hotel. Holiday, why didn't you tell me? I tried to, twice. Once in the room and the last time when I came in here. Now think, Holiday, carefully. Where is the body? In a broom closet down the hall. I put it there. You put it there. Yes, I put it there. Holiday, get out of here. Well, Holiday, now you're fixed. Even Kling looked at you like those things in your belfry weren't bats. They're more like eagles. But you're in it now, so you've got to follow through. And that indicates a fast ride over to the Bradford Hotel. Oh, clerk. Hey, clerk. Uh, yes? I'd like to find out who occupied Agatha Marsh's room the day before she did. Uh, that question is highly irregular. Oh? Then here's a $10 bill that's highly regular. Oh, <clears throat> uh, let me think. Uh, she has 718. She checked in day before yesterday. Yes? The man who had the room before that was a traveling salesman in uh, lady suits, I believe. Uh, he must have cut quite a figure. <laughs> She must be in this hotel someplace. Her room's empty, but she must be around. But where? 
what are you worrying about, Holiday? You couldn't wait to get rid of her. Now you can't wait to get her back. Oh, you're a character who belongs back in the Middle Ages with a tin union suit for cold nights. Yeah, she'll probably show up safely with that detective tailing her. The broom closet. Wonder if the dead man is still in there. He must be. Kling hasn't showed up yet. Hello, Mr. Holiday. Miss Marsh, what happened? How'd you get in that closet? Isn't this thrilling? No, it isn't. There was a detective trailing me, but he was knocked unconscious. Shopped, as they say in the murder mysteries. And you were brought up here? By the same man who tried to put me on the plane. He hit the detective, put me in the car, and brought me here. Well, you two, what are we playing now? And where is the man I put on you, Miss Marsh? He was hit over the head, Lieutenant, but I'm sure he's all right now. This the closet where you said the body was? Was is right, Lieutenant. Yeah, let me take a look. You know what I think, Holiday? What? I think both of you crackpots are making this all up. I don't believe there ever was a body. Kling, you have my word for it. Your word doesn't mean as much as a Chinese dollar. Kling, listen. They brought her back here, locked her up. They took the body away, didn't they, Miss Marsh? Probably going to sink it in cement, as they say in the murder mysteries. Mascari's in his room, I'll bet. Go up and talk to him. Surely, put the heat on him. Just once more, I'll play with you kiddies. Come along. Where? Miss Marsh's room. I'm locking you pixies in till I get to the bottom of this. Clang's been gone 15 minutes. I wonder what's happening up there. Not much. I haven't heard any shooting. No, that's... haven't heard any... In that case, how could a man be shot here and that shot not be heard? Oh, it's very easy, Mr. Holliday. The, the killer would use this. Oh, Miss Marsh, now where'd you get that gun? Just took it out of the drawer. It was here all the time. Well, put it down until Kling returns. But I just want to show you why the shot wouldn't be heard. What do you mean? Would you excuse me, please? You see this bath towel, Mr. Holliday? Yes, what about it? Well, a smart person would take the gun like this, wrap the bath towel around it like this. You know, Miss March, you found out a lot since you came here. Oh, yes, I've done all right since early this morning. Early this morning? But the clerk said... I talked to Tony Biscari and he said... Hey, look out! Here, Miss March, give me that thing. You shouldn't have moved, Mr. Holliday. I was really shooting at you. What's this all about, Holliday? What was she doing with that gun in her hand? She was going to kill me, just like she killed Michael O'Brien. That little old lady killing somebody? Miss March, you, you did kill him, didn't you? Then you called me, and you got Kling to come up here and catch me dragging the body away. Only he came a little late, as usual. Now, wait a minute, Holiday. Then when you couldn't pin it on me, you tried to hang it on Tony Biscari. Now, what did you do with the body? Dragged it back to the closet in this room. Oh. And I suppose you sat the detective who followed you, too. It was easy. I got him to turn around and hit him over the head with my purse. Why did you kill Michael O'Brien? Did you have something against him? No, no, I never saw him before. Then why kill a perfect stranger? I saw a play once. I liked those ladies in that play. They killed lots of people. I wanted to also. Only I should have done it like the ladies. You don't mean arsenic and old lace. Yes, and I should have worn the lace and given you the arsenic. 
day, you're back in your apartment again. The sun is shining through the window, a sun you might never have seen again. You know, I've got an idea for you, Holiday. Give up this business and go into something quiet, like night watchman in a cemetery. Holiday. Uh, well, what's that, Kling? They examined the old girl down at the psychopathic ward of the city hospital. She's batty as a loon. You're telling me. I saw that in her eyes when she wrapped the towel around that gun. But uh, what happened to Basquiat and his stooge? When she heard he was in the room above, she tried to pin the body on him. Oh, so he tried to get her out of town in self-defense. Mm. Holiday, you're a very lucky, lucky guy. You can say that again and again. And again. Oh, just a minute. Hello, Mr. Holiday. Susie, what are you doing up here in my apartment? Why aren't you down at the Star Times? Well, my boss and I have been talking about another compromise. That other one? He wants to fire me, and I want to quit. Oh, but Susie, if you left the paper, what would I do for my mail? I was thinking, maybe you'd like to hire a good combination stenographer and secretary, huh? That's you? That's me. Well, I don't know, Susie, but as they say in murder mysteries, I'll have to think it over. You better think fast. Good help is hard to find. Goodbye, Susie. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hedegar. Original music was composed and conducted by Rody Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.